Hi, and welcome to Gyno Appointment Overdue, a sports examination by women. I'm Sydney. And I'm Lucy. Welcome back to your Dance Moms podcast. We are recapping the, probably the greatest show of the 2000s, I want to say. Probably. Yeah. I don't think many people would argue with that. No, no, that's pretty much. Yeah. Uh, And so obviously we break down every single episode, uh, season by season. We analyze everything. Abby Lee's faces. She makes it the kids. The kids' faces they make at Abby Lee Miller. Any hints to her later incarceration for white-collar crime? Can you see it coming in the the episodes? Where did Abby go wrong? When did she stop paying taxes? Is kind of the lens we decided to to view this through. Zoom in on this through. But uh, because did, that's really when she went from hero to anti-hero, you know. Oh, you think people? You think? Yeah, she was I think cool. Abby. Yeah. I think Abby Lee Miller was a hero for the screaming at the children. She was America's sweetheart. That's for sure. But then she showed us her dark side with the white collar crime. And she went to jail, and then she became <laughs> ill and was in a wheelchair, and now she's America's darling again. Okay, so just to paint a picture quickly. Okay. okay, because quickly, because apparently some people haven't watched Dance Moms all the way through. Absurd. So here it is. We've got Abby Lee Miller, very huge woman. She coaches a team, I want to say about six or seven girls, mm-hmm. ages nine to 13. Their mothers all have to be at the studio for all of their practices, it seems. And the PhD woman, Holly, gets bitched at anytime she's at work instead of at the studio. Because they have to be at the dance studio to watch their daughters. For some reason. Okay. So the dynamic is, and this is important, we've got the girls performing in this studio Mm -hmm. for Abby being yelled at, and the moms are sitting behind this glass panel up above the studio and can watch everything that's happening. Oh, weird, like an operating room. Yes. And sometimes the moms are so loud in their screaming matches that Abby has to scream at them. Just take a break from screaming at their kids to scream at them up in the other. And sometimes they're flipping each other up. They're flipping her off. Imagine, from now just imagine that in an operating suite. Just like, <laughs> you're fucking, that's not the liver. You're just like, fuck you. you know? Literally. Yeah, dude. Well, Abby doesn't cuss actually, but the moms will be nice like, Nice bleeding. You want them to die? Be like, hey, fuck off or get down here and do it yourself. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I hope that. And then every weekend they go to travel to a competition. So pretty much the premise of the show is every week she is training them. Mm -hmm. She's giving out solos, which only really Maddie and Chloe get on a consistent basis. Mm -hmm. And then she sometimes is giving out duets, which she usually regrets and gets really mad at the duet partners. Love it. Trios, don't get me started because nobody's ever in sync on a trio and it shows. And then the group dance, which is always Abby's... uh, brainchild of some weird creative endeavor she wants to do she'll do these weird artistic yeah we just watched one before we recording actually lucy showed me one and it was a spoken word piece about kids in an asylum yeah the kids were yes yes the kids are in an insane asylum and the words go something to this effect i flew my kite yesterday it was blue in the sky and these girls are doing these crazy ass turns and the other half of them are doing crazy ass turns and the other half are pretending to hit themselves in the head because you know they're crazy kudos to her for like leaning into how creepy children are actually yeah like really leaning into the genre she has these she has these waifish willowy children and like 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 11 year olds really lean into that and make it scary because it's so bred for fear already you know and she'll do this awesome thing where she'll conceive of this piece about a homeless child and all the other girls are going to fix up the homeless child and then you just get these awesome sound bites of her being like when I look on stage, I better see a dirty, homeless child. She's Fuck just yes. 
and the little girl's like nodding. <laughs> um, and then she's like, and then Abby's so funny, man. Because she's like, and once you guys fix up Maddie, once she's perfect and she's dancing with you, we're going to spin around the box. Mackenzie's on the other side because guess what? The problem never ends. <laughs> <laughs> so Mackenzie. The homeless crisis. <laughs> so Mackenzie. This the- was a commentary. <laughs> exactly, dude. She's always trying to make these crazy ass political commentaries. Fuck yeah, dude. That's great. Or social commentaries through these children who do not understand at all and frequently cut to interviews where they're like, I don't get this dance. I liked it because our friend was had dirty clothes and then and now they have clean clothes and they spin around yeah exactly that's great abby's trying to use a conduit of like the 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 conduit for abby's masterpieces are people are just like individuals with zero sense of uh right she might as well be painting for all they understand about their the thing they're creating you know exactly she's a genius i guess is yeah. i guess low-key abby miller's a genius so now you kind of have a general outline of the show and let's dive in. So in, when I was first watching it as a kid mm-hmm. in 2011 is when the first season starts. And in this era, when I was watching it, I was like the same age as the girls. Oh, that's true. Competing. You would have been. Like yeah, exactly yeah, you've been like age. 11 to 13 or something. Yeah. So when I first started watching this show, when mm-hmm. I was a kid, I was like, wow, Abby's so mean. Abby's such a tyrant. It's become very clear that Abby's victim. Oh, <laughs> she's the victim. <laughs> Listen, I just think, okay, when I was watching this as a child, I felt bad for the little girls. Yes. And I don't know if it's just- I did too. I don't know if it's just because I endured enough abuse mm-hmm. as a basketball player by Did you coaches. have an Abby Lee in your, Miller in your I life? I absolutely had an Abby Lee. I'm like, toughen up, kids. If she said you're slugs, you must be slugs. You know what I mean? Because it's like, that's exactly the kind of thing my coach Linda would have said to us. She would have been like- Oh, Linda. Oh, yeah, dude, she used to call us dumb. She used to say we were stupid. She used to make racial- comments Damn. like to the one asian girl she'd be like you traveled all the way back to china with that one <laughs> <laughs> linda no <laughs> linda uh-uh. linda uh-uh no uh-uh. <laughs> yeah damn i forgot about linda she was I, a I bad woman i ever met the woman i just know she was yeah i know you had a weird affinity for her but you thought she was horrible she was bad woman but I, yeah i really kind of like her. our mother in that way i would catch uh i would catch the show when our mom was watching it I think with you I think you and dad were also watching it and so and I just remember mom like she was horrified by Abby yelling at the kids like you're slugs you're all slugs but I also remember like she also really like related to Abby in a weird way I feel like mom like really uh really was like felt like Abby was was not completely invalid and in like yeah the things she was saying she just it was just too harsh you know and I feel like the same way like you have that same thing with Linda like you guys are amused enough by people that are like that, that it kind of softens the blow, you know? I agree. It's like, it is funny. If it's, if it's funny while you're being abusive, then it's funny, even with the yeah. abuse. It can be both abusive and funny. Yeah, exactly. But with Abby, I just feel like, I do feel like the moms just work her up and she abuses their kids because of it. Like, she is clearly retaliating against the mothers. I'm like, if you guys weren't so fucking annoying, they're always doing annoying shit. Like, they will literally be like, my daughter's not dancing. Her costume doesn't look right. She is not dancing. And if I were Abby, I would be like, I would pull out a gun. Yeah. <laughs> I, mine wouldn't have been white collar crime. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you, I'd be serving 25 Delight because I would just be like, are you, are you kidding me? We flew. They, they travel. Imagine traveling to a new venue and being like, my daughter's not going on stage. Her costume doesn't look good. 
dude i would freak out dude and that's the wildest thing like you can say what you want about abby but like those aren't her kids right. but it is these women's kids and it's like you're choosing to put your kids in this situation right where they're being abused and i mean if you really think this woman is this horrible why are you letting them i mean i, like, I don't yeah. know how much the kids want to do it and who knows the edit they're getting but god knows in the show it always seemed like the kids were just kind of trying to be kids and I mean, Abby was screaming at them and being horrible, but like also, yeah, the moms were just like making it so much about them. And it was like, or or we just say like that Abby's being so terrible and it's like, well, you know, she's being terrible. Pull your kid out. You know, they're always wrestling with that. They're like, am I like, am I a horrible mother for bringing my daughter to this place where she just gets abused and all this stuff? What do you think about that? I've often wondered, I mean, we think about it with like, like all these, all these activities i mean i guess yeah. every sport you want to start young except like we've talked about a lot of the olympic winter sports you probably can start whenever skeleton we could start tomorrow skeleton we and can start probably tomorrow. make the team next year <laughs> that's a plan um but not next year four years from now we can start next year oh yeah wait let's not even start for a couple we years. don't even need to start for a couple okay. years yeah, yeah next winter fine. olympics catch us on skeleton did you see the movie cool runnings is this the second time i brought up cool runnings on this podcast i don't know i don't know if it made it in the first time okay yeah I like to cut your Cool Runnings rants. Lucy tries to bring up Cool Runnings every episode. <laughs> she tries to work it in. This reminds me very, very, very much of Cool Runnings. <laughs> guys, is this, are you guys seen that movie Cool Runnings? It's Jamaican bobsled. Uh, but, um, but yeah, no, I feel like in you, but I feel like besides some of those sports, almost every sport you have to like start as like a little kid. And I, I do feel to. like we as a culture are like really reckoning with like dance is no different, really reckoning with the idea of like when you put your kids in these hyper competitive. Yeah. I mean, that's even an exaggeration of it because they're also on film. And so like there's all sorts of things. You're also exposing your kid to scrutiny by their peers. You're right. Like, and you so know? many people are putting on a show for the camera. Like, do these women always act like this or is it? Yeah. And is it like embarrassing for your kids to go to school? And they were like, your mom was a bitch last night on on camera. You know, Right. Dude. Also, there's so many references to these two moms being alcoholics whoa (laughs) so anytime a new dance parent enters the mix even if they're like brand new we've never seen them before if a fight blows up it's usually why did you get an aa before you worry about this or like maybe if you could put down the bottle or abby it'll just cut to abby and she'll be like kelly needs to stick to what kelly does best and it just gestures her pretending to drink (laughs) shit yeah dude that'd be tough to be in like middle school right it's like i heard your mom's an alcoholic so your mom drinks a lot your mom drinks a lot it's kind of amazing. It's kind of amazing. I then more of them haven't had issues. I know. At I least like, not that we've seen. I loved that TikTok trend where people were like, "You you think you can hurt my feelings?" Blah 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 blah. They would be like, "You think you can hurt my feelings? My dad died or whatever." You know, people have yeah, lots yeah, of trauma. Yeah. But all like, I saw so many of those former cast members being like, "You think you can hurt my feelings?" And it would just be cut to a scene from Dance Mom <laughs> where they're being yelled at as an eleven-year-old. You're slug. Abused. Which is by the way the funniest by a huge woman okay no 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 this is not this is not if you've never seen the show you need to understand we're dealing with tiny girls ages as you pointed out 9 to 13 very small girls they're dancers they're very narrow they look tiny they they're just like, small they're just they like just little look these jelly little bee. tiny like, yeah yeah and then there's just abby who is just an enormous woman no denying she's hundreds of pounds it really feels like something out of a dickens novel like a little waif and <laughs> waif orphan like being screamed at by like a kind and of she's a just literally gen- barking at them <laughs> yeah she's just like screaming at them and it's just like whoa this is some oliver twist shit yeah some of them are good natured about it they'll be like miss abby talks too much the little one mackenzie i don't know mackenzie ziegler i don't know if you're okay out there but she definitely disassociates a lot 
oh no she'll just be like <laughs> it'll just she'll just be like getting screamed at and then it'll cut to her and she'll just be like i don't even like to dance i want to sit on my couch and eat chips <laughs> <laughs> shit dude she's yeah i don't know if that's she's like, in a different headspace that one's built different the little one she's the youngest on the team she's like oh and she's the she's sister then of the, of the best one right she's because maddie's the, sister the best of the best maddie yeah that would be hard too yeah you're the sister of the one that is like getting praised the oldest all the child yeah. yeah Ugh, that'd be tough but in answer know. to your question i don't think parents should put their kids in anything like this because your kid doesn't need to be good at anything like this these things are so yeah. stupid yeah like which one of them is actually still using this maddie because is all in all the sia music videos but they all got a reality tv jump start they all they all have hundreds of thousands of instagram followers if not millions but you have to wonder how much of that is just reality tv well, it probably is. And honestly, maybe that was the moms probably weren't intending this, but that's probably the biggest gift they could have given oh, them yeah. on some level. I mean, unless it ruins them, because God knows, like, influencers yeah. on Instagram can get really fucked up. But like, they all seem pretty good. I mean, I think the one thing. Oh, another. How done old it? are they now? They're only like they're, they're all my age. They're all like they're all like early 20s, early now, right? 20s to mid 20s. Yeah. Yeah. And they all are doing various. It's a lot of it's a lot of influencer shit. They like have brand deals and they're posting yeah. and probably making money off sponsored posts all the time. So it probably kind of worked out for them, at least in the short, at least in the long term. But exactly. So I just don't think at least it was all on camera, too, which I mean, again, as we pointed out, is not great for them. Like it's not uh, it, it potentially like got, gave them like uh, like criticism from their peers because their peers could watch them on camera and make fun of them. But like at least we saw the abuse on camera. Hopefully yeah. we saw the majority of it on camera. You figure like this kind of abuse is happening at all levels in all sports. Oh, and it's happening worse, dude. Like, Abby, yeah, at least there was like a camera that like limited what she could say. To Abby them, just know? looks at him and is like, you're boring me. You're boring me. While these little girls are dancing. She's like, you're boring me. Like stuff like that. It is mean. OK, mm-hmm. but, you know, you know, there's like Olympic swimmers who are training from the time they're eight that are getting told way worse shit. Like, oh, yeah, it gets it only gets worse from there. It's not- I mean, yeah, I got called. I got called shit by that abusive basketball. Coach. He called you a piece of shit. Well, no, I, I got called shit by him. He like, called got, you a piece of shit? No, not literally. Did Linda call you a piece of shit? <laughs> he did call one more wow. heavier girl a lard, <gasps> which is a brutal thing to say to like a 17-year-old girl, by the way. This is the Holocaust denier basketball coach that I've brought up before. We're talking so casually as if people are going to know all our life story. Well, I mentioned, expl- oh, I've mentioned you? him previously on the okay. podcast that he was like a conspiracy oh, yeah. so theorist. A Holocaust denying, evil little man of a basketball coach in high school insecure he used to like kick over chairs break the clipboard the whole nine yeah 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 yeah. and he was the varsity coach luckily I was JV but uh until he left and then I was varsity sort of unrelated although I told you he did try to move me up to varsity to punish other girls because I worked harder in tryouts and yeah and then I said nope because I just like could not the very my very first practice coming in I'm I'm a little I'm not even a freshman yet in high school I'm a little baby like 14 year old right uh-huh super nervous never played select basketball like all these other girls and i'm trying to like do summer these mm-hmm. first starting mm-hmm. summer practices for the high school team and i'm so nervous and like the jv coach there and he is there and he's running it and he's being nice we'll call him greg is also there um <laughs> let's call him greg. let's call him craig craig is also there and he makes me cry my very first practice like the first thing i did in high school he just like berates me until i'm sobbing <laughs> It was a brutal. That's horrible. I'm um, sorry. But I figured out how to deal with him, which was largely just like um, ignoring him. Yeah. And then sometimes he'd be trying to tell us something and I'd yawn right in front of him. Whoa. Did he get mad? No, he would get mad at other girls for doing it. But I don't think he like 
what's weird about bullies like that this is what i noticed about him i don't know if this would work with abby but what i noticed about him what's weird with bullies like that he one time tried to yell at me he was like in the stands and we were you know during a game i was on jv and he was in the stands and like watching our game you know uh-huh um even though he's the varsity coach and he yelled something at me when i made a mistake or something and rather than doing anything i just remember looking at him and just like giving him a look up in the stands one of the very few people there up in the corner of the stands i just remember kind of like looking at him mm-hmm with just this kind of like disgust mm-hmm. and then I like and like exasperation and then the next thing next time I went down he like was like great job blah 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 and he like just did not yeah fuck with they me cave after so that. easily sometimes that's the thing yeah. about bullies like that yeah. like that kind of like personality he really just did not know what to do if you pushed back which is what I tried to tell some of the varsity girls and they were like that doesn't like we're like no he would absolutely like flip out on us blah 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 and I'm just thinking like I mean you definitely have a stronger will than him He's a right. little insecure bully, like, you know? Right. And I honestly feel that with Abby, too. It's like the more you shrink, the more people like that yeah. abuse you. So the more these little girls, I mean, it's like man up. You're eight years old now. You're eight years she, old. That's another the thing. World. She frequently tells them to man up. A hilarious thing to scream at a small so girl. So funny. <laughs> so fucking funny. You're slugs. Man up. <laughs> what does that even mean to a little girl? What does that mean to like an 11 year old girl? Uh, She's like a 11-year-old girl trying to dance. She's trying to pirouette and you're like, would you man up and do the pirouette right? (laughs) Is that a ballet term? Pirouette? I think pirouette. They're trying to do their pirouette agent to l'alouette. Palouette agente. (laughs) Mixing metaphors. Well, mixing a lot of things. Mixing languages. Mixing your drinks again, Kelly? Maybe you should stop at (laughs) AA before we... (laughs) Maybe you should have stopped at AA before you came to dance school you're going to dance school i feel yes i feel that the more you shrink the more bullies are kind of specifically like bully coaches bully coaches but probably any bullies i think the other thing is sometimes uh if you just are really vulnerable and you cry in not in a cry like i'm scared way but you cry in like a you made me so sad way mm-hmm. sometimes they that worked on one of my coaches a very mean he was really mean to a bunch of girls probably around that age i was like 12 or 13 and he mm-hmm. was really horrible to us and one time i like cried and i was like you're just making me feel like i'm doing so bad and he was like he's like i'm not trying to make you feel that way lou and he was like he like gave me this whole like long talk about how much he loves me and i was like mm-hmm. you're like mm-hmm. good to hear i think that honestly i think craig kind of backed off that first day honestly from me yeah. when i when he made me cry he like it definitely think he backed off i think there's something about like getting girls to the point they're crying that they just can't totally deal with yeah especially men yeah different tactics probably for men and women what's the mm-hmm. meanest thing a coach ever said to you go meanest thing a coach ever said to me oh uh that i look like an orangutan he said you look like an orangutan yeah he said well, i look like an orangutan did you look like one yeah no i don't know if i look like he was like they were comparing all the the girls to uh to uh one of the injured players i guess they were comparing all the girls to different animals and about me they had said um he had said orangutan and he's like it's because you had red hair and i was like it's because he thinks i look and act like a big fucking monkey yeah monkey see monkey do monkey can't shoot good can you <laughs> <laughs> yeah that should have been you had my- no jumper oh oh he said i i also i think you're orangutan because they also can't play basketball very well <laughs> Damn. <laughs> meanest thing a coach ever said to me uh told me i was the darkness in the world whoa linda linda <laughs> love you girl um one accused me of dating my teammate 
And were they right? <laughs> that's one secret I'll never, I'll never tell. tell. But chill, still, stop. Keep my name out your mouth. Hey, Keep my, hey that's my personal life. Ridiculous. Um, another one said that I looked like I got bad grades because I was playing so stupid. Whoa, that's funny. Linda. Linda. See that? <laughs> oh, wait, I'm sorry. Wait, these are all Linda. <laughs> wait, all of these are Linda. No, just kidding. Two of my coaches accused me of dating my teammate. Um, but Linda was up there. <laughs> but Linda. Um, Linda. Yeah, I remember a lot of hearing a lot of stories about Linda. Linda was like this like figure in your life that was just like such an antagonist, but in that yeah. way that like you clearly loved coming home with more stories about what Linda had done. Yeah. Linda- there was like a humor in the antagonism, I feel like. You really felt like Linda was kind I- of a kind of a real one, even though she was horrible. And Linda and Abby have all these parallels too, because Linda was kind of a pull herself up by your bootstraps type coach too. Like uh-huh. she had built this coaching empire just Everybody else had money, had all these big names, had all this shit. And Linda just had developed this women's, the girls, uh, AAU team, select team in Seattle mm-hmm. called Seattle Transition. And she had just like turned them into the shit. They were beasts. They would beat everybody at every tournament. These, you know, teams that were coached by former NBA players and all these, you know, just like big, right. bougie and she was shit. like, she's like a self-made. Yeah, like, totally. Yeah. And Abby has kind of that energy too. It's like, I run this studio in Pittsburgh. I go out to LA. I beat all your asses. You know what I mean? Yeah. I go to the entertainment capitals of the world and I beat your kids yeah. with my kids, my Pittsburgh kids. Yeah. With my Pittsburgh kids and their annoying parents. Yeah. And Linda has that. And then the other similarity is both were kind of abandoned by their, by their prodigies because Abby gets abandoned by Maddie ultimately. Maddie, Maddie, I'm not there yet in the show. And obviously it'll be a huge episode when, when I'm there. But stay tuned for the super sode. Yeah. That's going to be the betrayal. That shit's going to go crazy. Yeah. E2 Mate. Edge 2 Mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, she, she just bails. She's like, yeah, I'm basically like too big now. I got all this other shit going on. She leaves the studio. And I feel, I feel that Abby was very broken after that. And similar with Linda, her really amazing player that she had like coached from the ground up and was just this such a superstar. It was like the love of her life. This girl, Gina, who now plays Division One basketball, ended up finally leaving Linda for one of these big name teams called Seattle Rotary. I remember Seattle Rotary. Yeah. yeah, And it was just, you know, it was one of those things where you were waiting for it to happen. You're like, is Gina really going to keep playing with Linda? Like just who's that Linda Linda was just this name in the Seattle girls basketball community just this crazy woman that you could hear screaming not just at her own players when she was coaching but also mm-hmm. in the stands of high school games trying to coach from the stands these girls that <laughs> girls she, that are playing on teams that aren't hers right now <laughs> my high school coach used to be like god damn it Linda's here isn't she <laughs> like literally Linda's She's just like, like barking from the top yeah <laughs> like, you gotta you gotta, you gotta force her baseline like giving actual coaching instruction from the and all these <laughs> coaches are like jesus oh linda's back and that was she just had this crazy ass reputation it was like when is gina finally gonna leave her and she left her and it was just linda was n- honestly never the same she kept fighting she kept her grind on she kept coaching that's i could co- i played for her after gina had left mostly but she was never the same you know what i mean you think you think that kind oh, of it broke, her, kind heart, of broke her heart it broke yeah. her heart yeah. it was a, it was a total betrayal and same with maddie and abby yeah but then it's also like when we talk a lot about we kind of make fun of people who get so disappointed by like college ball and stuff and like oh did these 20 year olds let you down you know these 20 year old guys let you down but i kind of feel the same way a little bit about like these women that are like i was like oh did that 16 year old girl let you down like did that teenager let you down you know it's it's like 
Yeah. It is true. And I understand why it'd be heartbreaking, but it is kind of like that is kind of what you're dealing with people that are just in this stage of their life where they're both selfish and uncertain. And that's why I don't think, I really don't think Linda held it against her. And I really don't think Abby held it against Maddie. It's Maddie that cut Abby off. Oh, interesting. And I think that hurt Abby more than anything because now Maddie was just in this interview asking her about her kind of dance life and how she, she literally did not say a word about Abby. Even though Abby was ostensibly the one that kind of like brought her up. Coached her her whole dancing life as a child. Yeah. Yeah. And she literally would not even mention her name. And that's the shit where that hurts because now you're like erased from that person's history. Yeah. That's hard. Yeah. I mean, kind of erased. The truth is we all knew, like even I knew Maddie came up on Dance Moms. Like we all kind of know, but clearly there's some bad blood. And this is, I guess, the the, the trade-off. This is always what I think about coaches. I mean, coaches at any level can be like horrible like that. But especially coaches to kids at that like impressionable age, like Linda or the Abbeys of the world that take this tactic, or frankly, even the Craigs of the world that take this tactic. It's kind of like, do you not, maybe you think you need to be that way to be more effective, but you don't breed a lot of loyalty. Right. Unless, I mean, maybe from some people you do, maybe from some, some individuals you breed loyalty, some people, I mean, some people still... Even after he was fired, some people still used Craig as a private coach because he had good basketball knowledge. Like he still had, you know. Craig was a Craig's a basketball legend, genius mind. Oh yeah, great. I mean, he's an absolute yeah. nut job in every other way. But yeah, yep. great at great at uh yeah. And on an individual level, trainer probably not nearly as abusive. But it was like the embarrassment of losing for him. I remember that he would get, and I don't know if Abby ever does this too, but he would get he would be so angry if the game was close. He'd be throwing clipboards, making a scene, just like being just humiliating, I always think. And then screaming at girls, um, like out loud in front of everybody. But then if they were losing by a lot, like if it was very clear we were gonna lose, or you know, they, they the varsity team was gonna lose, he would just kind of like sit back and stop coaching. Mm. Almost like he needed to like it was like and it was so clear to me it was so performative. It was like he's embarrassed by Mm -hmm. losing. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. he needs to pretend he needs to just like pretend to accept it because otherwise if he looks like he's still fighting, it's embarrassing. Like it was just like so very and it was almost like you prefer games where they were losing by a lot because at least you wouldn't have to hear hear Craig just like screaming and berating these girls and calling them lards and shit. Because you're like and it just like it was like the even at that even at that young age, I think I was so aware it was like such a sign of his own insecurities. It was like so Yeah. And it just got to me thinking, like, why would you ever take this tactic? Dude, you actually just made an excellent point. An incredible point. This, Thank you. This this podcast is I rarely coming, get this compliment. Okay. We're, we're coming full circle here at the end of our podcast because what it really comes down to is ego. That word is mm-hmm. key. I do believe that the best coaches are the coaches who can do it without ego. And even some of the greatest minds, Abby Lee Miller, she's clearly a great dance instructor. Too much her ego. Ego gets in her way. She's yeah. she's humiliated at losses. She takes it personally. She takes it out on the girls. She makes it feel like it's a personal. She feels it's a personal failure, which yeah. makes her take it out on the girls. The best coaches I ever had truly did not tie their self worth to the outcome of the games or the performance of their players, and probably to some extent, the best players probably also don't tie their self worth to the outcome of the game as much. Right. Right. I think that's true. I think to co- some extent. I mean coaches especially I think because coaching is you I think coaching is unique because you have to like put your trust outside your body. You have so little control. In some ways. You yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have so little control. Yeah. It'd be so tough. Yeah. So I think yes, I think players have to disassociate from ego, although players can 
players can use their ego, I think, a little bit more That's than true. coaches should. I don't think coaches really should have it. Players have active control mm-hmm. over... That's true. Players can use the ego because it can give them an edge. But when coaches try to use ego to give them an edge, I feel like it comes out in the Abby Lee Millers or the Lindas. Yep. Of, and God the bless them. Of the world. This great basketball or great dance minds, but like... And that's, I think, what ultimately destroys them, kind of. I mean, in Abby Lee Miller's case, it was also the tax evasion. But so the takeaways, uh, no ego. And you, you actually do have to pay your taxes. And you do have to pay your taxes. And this is actually. also coming full circle because we got to go do our taxes. Shit, dude. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, wouldn't that be embarrassing if we got caught in tax evasion right after we were giving Abby, Miller, Miller, Ab, Abby, Ab, Abby Lee Miller the business for it? Abby Lee Miller. Abby Lee Miller. Mabby Abby Libber, um, the business for it. Mm, mm, mm. Um, I don't actually want to give Abby Lee Miller the business for it. I don't like anyone dodging taxes, but I don't know the situation. And as I said before, America's darling. Ameri- oh, America's sweetheart. And for honestly, sure. I think we've all, like Martha Stewart, we've all sort of moved on. All right, folks. Well, uh, please, please, please check in next week for our next Dance Moms episode. It's going to be season two, episode. 25 as we did this time we'll give a full recap of everything that happened every moment every detail we'll analyze facial expressions analyze dance routines oh i wanted to ask lucy looking back this is my final question to you what do you think about their dancing looks good to me (laughs) (laughs) Ugh, i don't know is is one of them noticeably are some of them noticeably better though yeah some of them are okay maddie the reason maddie is the best she's actually dancing the routine it all looks like it's blending together Mm mm-hmm the other ones can do all the same cool shit with their bodies, but everything is this isolated movement. Um, and it's really weird to watch the way that Maddie is fluid and Chloe too. And then the other girls, it's very clunky, even it, when they're doing cool tricks and stuff. So, Do you agree with Abby's assessment that they're all slugs? slugs? Oh, f- <laughs> dude. <laughs> <laughs> Big shout out to High Pulp for the use of their song Hookah as their intro and outro music. Please make sure to give them a listen on Spotify. They absolutely slap. They've uh, released some new songs, some new tracks. They're amazing. I cannot say enough. Seriously, guys. High Pulp, Spotify. Give them a listen. Give them a like. Love them. And until next time, guys, I've been Sydney. I've been Lucy. And make sure to schedule that appointment. Bye.